1: Hi, my name is Keisha Hill, and today on Impact in Jamaica, we are speaking with Mrs. Tanquita Chance Wilson. She is the Executive Director at the Barita Foundation. So, Mrs. Wilson, tell us. <laughs> How was the Barita Foundation started?
2: So, the foundation's history is rooted in Rita Humphreys Lewin's passion to serve Jamaica's children, especially in the area of early childhood education. Now, you know, Rita Humphreys lewing is the founder of Barita Investment Company Limited, um, the oldest investment house in Jamaica and the first woman-led investment house in the region. So the Barita Foundation has emerged as an expanded form of the Barita Education Foundation. Uh, a partnership with the Friends of St. Martin Porres at St. Martin Porres Primary School in Town led to the foundation formalizing its education development program under the foundation in 2008. Our mission today though, is to contribute to national development goals by supporting partnerships in education, youth development, entrepreneurship, and what we call the democratization of wealth in order that Jamaica may achieve our vision 2030 goals. And that last part about democratization of wealth speaks to making earning a living um, in in, in a dynamic and, and, and and various ways, more accessible to more Jamaicans. So the key pillars of the foundation are one, education and youth development, two, entrepreneurship with a focus on women and youth, and three, health and well-being.
1: Okay. All right. So that's what, three? Three pillars?
2: Three pillars.
1: Right. Uh, you kind of, you told us how it started with uh, Mrs. Rita Humphries-Lewin and mm-hmm. you know the pillars. All right, let's get into the mission and objectives of the foundation.
2: All right, so the mission of the foundation is, I'll tell you a little bit about the vision. So our vision really is to have young people having equitable access particularly to education um, through learning resources, having access to learning resources and financial facilities, really enabling the holistic development of individuals and communities in Jamaica. And so our mission is to contribute to national development in this way um, by supporting, as I said, partnerships in education and youth development, entrepreneurship, and the democratization of wealth in order that Jamaica may achieve our vision 2030 goals. Uh, and so that really encompasses, you in know, a, in, a, in a broad way, what it is that we're trying to achieve.
1: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, seems like a lot of our uh, persons have gotten help through the foundation. Uh, that leads us to our next question. Uh, how many persons have benefited from your interventions? Uh, you mentioned three pillars and in what ways have they been assisted?
2: All right, so since 2008, which is when the foundation was formalized, Mm -hmm. 31 schools in underserved communities have benefited from the Early Childhood Numeracy and Literacy Program.
1: 31, Uh, wow. 31
2: schools, yes, yes. And 184 is what we have on record, 184 teachers have been trained in delivering this numeracy and literacy program. Wow. 1,128 1, parents have been engaged in the parent, parenting empowerment um, component of the program, so the parents were a part of the overall program as well. Um, it was three, three-pronged, so there was the numeracy and literacy training for teachers, and then there was the um, completion of the program of the instruction by by students, receiving instruction by students. And then the parents were also engaged in a parenting component um, element of the program. And a number of these parents would later help to form PTAs and become support uh, for the schools. And then finally, over 4,000 students um, over the years have been exposed to the numeracy and literacy principles that formed a part of the program. Um, participant yeah. schools under this education program also recently received donations of all the learning material used in the numeracy and literacy intervention in order that they may continue to utilize them in their lessons. So though we have shifted the focus, we've expanded the focus, so we, 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 we're not doing that direct in-class training with teachers and the social workers um, as, the, as the the major delivery of, of the foundation okay. so we what we've done is to provide the schools with the material so that they can continue so the teachers have already been trained and a number of the parents are still in the schools and so we've provided them with the material so they can continue um, with 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 that program okay so other donations you no know, um recent donations include uh most recently uh, the donation of devices valued at about ten million dollars mm-hmm. through right through the education the National Education Trust through NET. Mm-hmm. So, ten schools across the island received device devices to include laptops for teachers. Um, and like I said, it's across the island. Mm-hmm. We also made a contribution to the ECC, the Early Childhood Commission, uh, of two million dollars. And this contribution is in support of the the ECIs, the early childhood institutions, achieving the required 12 standards for ECC certification. So there are a list of things that they need to achieve in order that they can become certified. And so we are doing our part to assist. um, And we have a minimum of at least five schools we want to be able to support in this way. And um, additionally, in order to widen the support that we provide as a foundation now, financial literacy is a key component of our, um, our, our, our program, Deliver- Deliverable. And so over 200 youth has have been exposed to financial literacy and entrepreneurship training, um, while you know, we continue to provide further support as well through charitable giving, certainly um, to causes that align with our focus areas.
0: Uh-huh
2: and um yeah so that's that's those are the large larger items in terms of um, how we have been giving back
1: okay that, that's a lot of giving back though and mm. a lot of money
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, in a short time
1: <laughs> yeah, since, since 2018 um so many i mean so many schools 31 um the teachers, hundred i don't remember the 100 odd figure
2: 184, teachers. 184 and over 1,000 parents yeah, 4,000 students, right? Since
1: 2008.
2: 2018.
1: Eight, 2008. Eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And then um, the early childhood sector, which is very important, because I did an interview with Trisha William Singh. Ah,
2: uh, Trisha, very spirited chairman. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. We did an
1: interview with her recently about the work of the Early Childhood Commission. And they do need a lot of help there so that's really good Mm -hmm. that Barita is giving back to them right all right uh where are we now question time (laughs) all right what are the criteria for funding and assistance do persons apply or do you just select organizations that you give back to
2: all right, so we can't, We had established relationships before with schools, as I mentioned, and so we haven't abandoned them. We continue to support them um, where we can, but as we seek to widen our focus and expand and extend our reach, we are open to receiving applications via the foundation's email address as foundation at barita.com. And um, we also provide support to causes and projects that align with our three main focus areas. So that's the projects we ask that the the, the pro- causes, initiatives, whatever it is, certainly align with the three focus areas that I named earlier. Um, and we also try to work with established charitable organizations and educational institutions as much as possible. So we aren't necessarily working with individuals, but we certainly, um, you know, we're open, but we would definitely prefer to work with other organizations, so charitable organizations and educational institutions.
1: That's already um, established.
2: You know, That's already established, right. All
1: right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, then. You know. You're saying that oh, you work with the organization, so persons don't necessarily come to you directly like a like an organization. So organization in Spanish town that wants assistance, they wouldn't come to you directly. You would go through another medium to probably no, get to them. No, ah. man, they
2: can they can. So if 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 organizations, if say if say um Keisha Hill Foundation <laughs> uh, <or laughs> wants to um, to, to, to start an initiative or to build an initiative that you have that aligns with one of our focus areas, then we, you know, you can submit an application to us, a proposal to us yeah. via our email, and we will assess it and determine whether we are able to
0: support.
1: Okay, all right. That, that, that sounds good because, you know, your persons really would like to know that if they want to reach out to the foundation that
2: they can. Right. right. So we really prefer to to receive these donations um, uh, because we were a small team. So we prefer to sort of implementation is something that we rely on the applicant to um, to really lead on. So this is why we prefer. And then also it's, you know, it, it's in terms of accountability. It the organizations usually have certain a certain structure in place already, so they can manage the implementation sufficiently. Manage the implementation so that we can achieve whatever objectives that we agree on.
1: Oh, alright, I understand perfectly. So, you mentioned the projects that you've done. Any specific ones during the pandemic?
2: Alright, so we. The major one, the major initiative the foundation supported was the private sector assistance to uh, the University Hospital of the West Indies COVID 19 expansion project. We contributed 15000 US dollars um, towards expanding the facilities to accommodate between 60 to 80 COVID 19 patients. So there was a time when there was a challenge in accommodating the patients as they were coming in and um, the they needed support in expanding that area, and it is a it's a solidly built um, extension to the facilities, so it can be utilized even, you know, as we as the pandemic kind of subsides. We also made a Hold on one
1: second, thank you. Sure. That that facility though happen to be that as you go inside. Um, Yui, on your right hand side.
2: On your left. Right. so when you That's enter from from um Mona Commons
1: uh-huh.
2: across right the main gate then uh-huh. when you go in it's it's on the left
1: well it, it seems as if a lot of private sector people approached for that project.
2: yeah so it's a, Can I tell you. yeah it's <laughs> it's um a couple of a couple of companies did go on board or jump on board and so i think they were pretty successful in terms of their fundraising <laughs>
1: Yes, they were because the, you're the second foundation I've spoken to since about three weeks now.
2: Uh-huh. That has really? told me
1: about that project.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> and, and the money as that
1: I... you, have spent, you have spent is alarmingly high.
2: It's significant. Significant donation. Mm-hmm. 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 It, yeah, it's at a time when, you know, COVID was really wreaking havoc and the need was was significant. So right. as, okay. I, as I said, I really hope that, you know, as COVID, COVID subsides, then we will continue to see it being utilized.
1: Right. All
2: right. Go ahead now. Thanks. Yeah. So this, you know, during the pandemic, you know, places like the YMCA saw a reduction in terms of how they were able to deliver their usual services. Mm -hmm. um, But it was also an opportunity to improve upon um, areas of their functioning. And so the foundation made a donation of $1.5 million to the Y. Um, you know in, in their energy efficiency improving their energy efficiency mm-hmm. uh, and so this went towards setting up a solar system um, at the Y during that time so when oh, the students that's do great. Come back, yeah
1: <laughs> that's a good project so they were able to continue offering their services
2: right.
1: um, as the Y that's the young men or y young
2: know. men yeah YM y- y- M, right
1: okay so the young men need a lot of intervention
2: absolutely you know? absolutely you know they're the, at the highest risk both in terms of offending and being victims so yeah. they're really and the wise doing a tremendous job in working with them I, so. I
1: wish they were going to commit like in um interviewed a set our young people yesterday
2: mm-hmm. for a
1: project and I can tell you they, they, the young people down there they have really little or no yeah, hopes, you know Oh Lord. Because, Oh no! Yes, I'm here. My
2: back. Um, is this better? Yes,
1: it is. <laughs>
2: okay, great. Okay. Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. The internet. Yeah. No, no. It's and I was saying, saying that's what makes them so vulnerable because they are lost. <laughs> so the first the first sign of any kind of oh. um pull. Yeah, and not even hope, because I don't even describe, you can't describe some of what what is swallowing them up as hope, but the first sign of anything that pulls them, you know, they grab onto it, and that's what's getting them in in, in, in all kinds of trouble and developing all kinds of maladaptive behavior and Mm -hmm. causing us to hear the statistics that we're hearing, you know?
1: Yes, there was a young lady who said uh, she didn't want to do anything. She didn't even want to work, and, you know, she... She um she was a part of a program that I was interviewing them. Mm-hmm. That program helped her to you know have her own. She has her own um business now. Oh nice, nice. So I'm saying you know that's a very good thing. Yeah
2: no no we definitely I mean that's that's an era that we're trying to go in. But as it's currently the foundation consists of two team members right? That's the foundation. That? That's it myself and one person so we really are looking at how we can which is why again we try to work with established organizations and groups um, because we really there's so many spaces where you know intervention is required and we and, and St James Montego Bay is one of them for sure and it's spreading even outside of Montego Bay
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and so yeah it, it's 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 necessary and we really want to we really want to go where the need is so it's something we're working on.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. We want to help you mark every milestone. Celebrate the joy of living. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. John, John, I know you're in there. I want you to come back. Pinky this time, Akeesha. Keesha, just like me tell Pinky. Give JPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here, So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to you add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit JPSGo.com for more info. Manpower, I bet you never knew what you do
1: Come
0: and see what we do. Welcome back to our podcast.
1: That's why they have all the scamming thing going on. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Because they have to eat. But
2: how are they going to eat?
1: The scamming is real because they mm-hmm. have, as as one person said yesterday, I don't have to change the name and all of that for the story. Mm-hmm. Not are one. Not one. are hungry. Uh, and the minimum wage, you see, minimum it's so wage, minimum $9,000 for a 40 hour work week.
2: Crazy.
1: And, and a, and a bread, you know, a bread. Thank you guys. Depending on where you buy the bread, but mm-hmm. bread is <laughs> bread. It's $500. So much so, for bread now. I buy a
2: small one because I'm trying to stay from too much starch. But oh my goodness, that's crazy! I remember, some of these people have children as well, yes. you know,
1: and that's, <laughs> and that's why then. there's electricity and water. I and, and mm. the landlord can said send them them or their mother, chop them up.
2: Or worse,
0: <laughs> or worse, you know, it, it's just,
2: it, it's all so sad, it's really so sad, we're In a, it's a sad state of affairs, but I always say, you know, to those who I work with that, listen, this is why we have to keep doing what we're doing, because can you imagine if we weren't having, I think I might have said this to you before, to Keisha and another interview, can you imagine if we, if you never had folks who are trying to, or endeavor best to, to build and support people in their development especially are vulnerable and desperate young people
0: mm-hmm.
2: all would be lost so all isn't lost now most is lost probably but not all so we have to really work at 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 at, at addressing the needs in a in a sustainable way so that it's 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 it trickles down not just to those who immediately directly impact but those around as well and we start a ripple effect and start a new movement to really get our young people back on track, especially, you know, or the future. Yeah, the current, it's going to be very dangerous
1: in the current state that they're in, you see?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When, when I'm a little old lady with my walking stick, then when take off the walking stick. That's <laughs> it. If you,
2: if you make it that far, if you make it that far, if they allow you to make it that far, with and the walk- that's <laughs> what we have to... If they allow us to get to the walking stick stage, and that's something that we have to be mindful of to, you know, Keisha, that, listen... This thing affects all of us um, when such a huge segment of our society, especially our young people, are in a state of disrepair. <laughs> it yes, affects.
1: Love is true.
2: It yes. affects all of us.
1: Of course, it affects all of us. Even our children, you know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Our our children going to be in problems with, with them because always oh, we ensure that our children. Uh, have the best opportunities even when Mm -hmm. we put ourselves behind you know Uh, and then for them to go to school and one of these youths who are might have maladaptive Mm -hmm. behavior just write him off Mm -hmm. that is true and it happens
2: or influences our children you know influence Mm -hmm. our children
1: Mm -hmm. yeah mommy Uh, I'm going to be a gangster <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so you answered the question about how the organization is in, um is funded, and you said, "Oh, did you say?" Oh no,
2: no, we were are at COVID nineteen. So after this, in addition to the wise the contribution, we, we of course did you know other little donations, donations of masks, sanitizers, and and other kind of materials that were um needed especially you know for children in schools and that kind of thing
1: okay uh mm-hmm. how is it all right you you spoke about what are the criteria for funding we didn't say mm-hmm. how it is funded so how is the organization funded right
2: all right so currently the organization is funded directly by the cornerstone burrito parent company so cornerstone is our parent company and um burrito investments is one of the company comes directly from them. But then, of course, we also partner with other agencies and organizations um, to include multinationals in delivering or our, our, our supports our communities. So uh, we do that kind of joint funding.
1: Mm-hmm. So you, you, you join with other foundations and you also do joint funding. Yes,
2: with, with multinationals funding agencies.
1: Oh. But and it's only for you.
2: <laughs> I know. Everybody says that. It's a lot. We're seeking to grow the team.
1: All right. So how would you encourage others to give back to their community?
2: No, giving back it obviously is a huge deal <laughs> for me and everybody in this kind of work. That's how we thrive. That's how you know we believe we're going to um, really build Jamaica. Well, for me, persons should really determine what they're most passionate about, you know, what causes and efforts really tug at their heartstrings and evoke the strongest emotion, um, you know, when you, because when you're driven by something, Uh Um, when you're driven by what you're most passionate about giving back becomes so much easier doesn't feel like work and you know you feel more connected to the cause so I would encourage persons to start small and in practical ways Uh Um, paying it forward can include dedication of cash or kind so we have to be you know very clear that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be one um, or the other, it can be both, or it can be either. And things like mentoring a young person, and it starts from you know a child all the way up to um, a young adult. Mentoring a young entrepreneur is something that's very important to us at Rita as well. Mm-hmm. Providing tutoring support at your alma mater, at your high school, your primary school, or even your basic school, right? Right, um, right you know, at your church or a community center. Um, giving talks at non-traditional learning institutions catering to at-risk youth, like at the Y, both the YMC and the YWCA, you know, at the Women's Center, at um at a community group, a police youth club, you know, showing up and, and really talking and connecting with the youth. That's a way of giving back. And of course you can donate money to causes. Um, so giving back your time and your expertise is important, but you can also donate money to causes, especially for us and especially those that are health related Right. Um, are very important because you have the health of a nation is the wealth of a nation. Someone said, I can't remember who. And so you have a lot of people who really are suffering and um you have some very coaching of jamaica you know jamaica cancer society heart foundation those places really do a lot of work around supporting persons with chronic illnesses that are very expensive to to um to care for and maintain
0: mm-hmm.
2: um you can make donations to your schools again, your alma mater schools in your community schools that you hear of that are suffering. And it can be small or large donations. Uh, you can mobilize support among friends in your WhatsApp groups, in your sports groups, sports clubs, you know, at your workplace. Just mobilize donations. to so Probably just even buy a computer for a principal at a basic school because there are some schools where there is no computer, believe it or not. You can support by buying, again, devices for children so they can have it so. You know, gain access to virtual learning, um, even as we go back to face to face to provide a tank for school because there is hardly any running water mm-hmm. to build a bathroom facility for a rural school that may still be using um, you know not the ideal facilities so it can be small things it can be large things you can maybe you know read across Jamaica days coming up um, maybe your office can volunteer to do uh, a read do some reading at a school that is close by or that someone who uh, you know at your office work attended a school somewhere and really wants to give back in a way so there are so there's there are variety of ways I think the important thing to remember is that there. are it's never too small and obviously it's never too big. So just go back to, like I said, what talks at your heartstrings the most, what are you most passionate about and where do you most want to make an impact and work from there, start small. And as you develop a relationship with the institution organization or the cause, you can also grow in terms of how you contribute.
1: You've just given me a brilliant idea. Um, okay. Will your organization be doing the Read Across Jamaica?
2: We sure are.
1: <laughs> may I, may I, be, may I um, join you? Sure. I would love to, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, to, to join, to, to read for some of the students.
2: Sure. Not a problem. Just, 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 just remind me it's in May. So just, you know, connect back with me. We're doing two schools, both in Kingston. I'm not sure if we'll be able to do anything. We try to, we try to also, you know, extend support. So um, the model is to you know extend support to communities where we do business as well. So we are in central Jamaica and western Jamaica. So I'm not sure if we'll do any there, but we're definitely going to do two in Kingston Peniel Basic School and Mirror Bond Early Childhood Development Center. So keep in touch so I can keep you posted.
1: Yes, please, I would love to. I would love to join you to do that. Um,
2: no problem.
1: Yes. <laughs> I've never done it, I always see that doing uh-huh. it, and I, I would love to participate. but. You know, I didn't know unless the ignorance is no excuse, excuse- <laughs> to to get involved. So I could just ask a foundation too, but I'll do it with yours.
2: Okay, not a problem. Yeah, man, you're welcome to come along. All
1: right. So next, all right, the next question. All right. What are some of your awards? How do you how do you feel and you know you get that recognition? And recognition doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a big award. It could be a, a child or a student saying to you, Miss, thank you for the tablet. Um, thank your organization for assisting us. So, how do you feel when you're giving back?
2: So, for us, certainly for me, the biggest reward is has been really just seeing the children's smiling faces, <laughs> the joy of just having people in their space um that are trying to help to create you know a more safe and secure environment and fun environment for them so for me the smiles and the hugs there could be no bigger reward (laughs) the smiles and the hugs knowing that you know that's those little smiles and hugs are, are from little people who whose environments are being made better so even after you leave they will still be smiling <laughs> um, so that's the biggest reward and of course go ahead
1: no, I was saying that when they, when they say in the little chorus, you know, the little oh. one, you hear the little voice. Thank yes. you for coming. <laughs>
2: yes. And good morning, miss. And how are
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know them alone. How are you? How are you? <laughs>
2: it's the sweetest most most rewarding thing I mean that could you know that just fills your belly immediately <laughs> it fills yeah. your pocket fills it your belly
1: 100% better. <laughs>
2: 100 hundred. it just makes your day and you just think oh thank god I'm in a position where I'm able so you know to, to, to do what I'm doing and of course you know individual schools parents and groups show their ver- they show their appreciation in a variety of ways. Um, you know, they provide little plaques and you know, you know they have small budgets. So for them to go out of the way to do the planning and preparation and to prepare a plaque, you know, just to say thank you, you know that they're appreciative and you know that thought goes into. Um, into into wanting to give back, even as they themselves are in so much need um, for support, and that helps to you know those little things help to even build the relation because every time you look at the plaque, you remember them. <laughs> you know every time you look at something that they have, they have a little gift that they give you, you remember them. And I'll share with you uh, just very quickly about a couple of weeks ago we went to a school in rural Manchester and just very rural farming community Wait, you
1: know that's how I saw you right
2: oh it was that one.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes yes Campbell's
2: Castle listen Keisha it is so far <laughs> so far up the hill right but the children were so smart they were so warm they were so friendly and um the teachers, this entire staff, you couldn't tell the difference between teachers and ancillary work. Everyone was just jumping in and you know, making us feel welcome. And when we were leaving, I thought I felt like I had gotten the bigger gifts. <laughs> I felt like my gift was valid because again, like the smiling faces, yes, and everyone was so well mannered children. But they, as we were leaving, they presented us with. These, for me, were, were massive gifts—boxes wrapped in pretty paper of farm produce, yam and <laughs> cassava, apples. I was so overwhelmed; it was just so much stuff. And we said, where you know, I was immediately concerned, you know, who's paying for this? And I said, "Oh no, 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 the, um, the, 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 the parents." We told them you were coming, and the parents. Came out and they brought stuff from their farms, from the, the you know from them grown, and yeah. some of the stuff the apples or yeah. came from the the, the 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 school, and I was just so moved by it. these people were so prepared for us. They were so prepared just to say thank you, and we were just making a small you know donation, whatever it was, a small donation with a significant impact, obviously, but we left being so impacted by their generosity. So you know those things really warm my heart and it's bigger than any 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 other kind of reward that might exist out there um you know that 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 stays with you those things don't leave you at all and really encourage you to like I said encourage you to want to do more to give more and it just reminds you of the goodness of people's hearts and how it's important to bring us back to that place where the goodness of people's hearts are reflected more than other parts